So have you have you done any recording of episode four yet? Any recording of it? I mean editing. Oh dude, I'm done. Yeah. I, I listened I listened to it this morning. Ugh. I literally Dude, I edited it um mostly the day of that we recorded it and then like a little bit the next day and I like left it alone because I was thinking like I made so many fucking edits and cuts that I'm like in in the sitting while I was like sitting there and editing I'm like dude this sounds kind of fucking jank I don't know like (laughs) people are gonna notice like they're gonna be like what the fuck did they cut out like what could they have said that was so bad and blah blah and so I was like I'm gonna give it a few days and go back to it and I listened to it this morning actually it was like the first thing I did and it sounds great well all right man I'm yeah thank we're we're getting this thing y'all we're 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 wrangling this thing in we're making our way we're finding our way to it it's um yeah it's it's definitely like i think this new format is gonna lend well to editing i don't think there's gonna have to be as much like 10 minute bits of conversation where i'm just like what are we fucking talking about (laughs) like i i think this new format's gonna help a lot too because like i was scrambling for things to talk about I'm like, man, we have to talk about every single song. I have to have something to talk about with every single yeah. song, you know? And this, this new format is, you know, as soon as we got used to uh, the first four episodes being episodic, like going over, not episodic, but going over not, each yeah, individual track, we're going to do, we're going to try something Anally. a little more general. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick our two favorite songs from the album and talk about those a little more in depth. We don't know what each other's favorite songs are yet. Super exciting. So I'm so excited. Might get into some fights. There might be some feuds. Ooh, I hope this is our last episode. I hope we get so (laughs) mad at each other. Dude, I I like I'm just waiting for the day when we go from earbuds to ear like rivals, ear 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 enemies, you know? Ear phones. Yeah, I hope I hope that day never comes. But if it does, uh, it'll be epic. That's all I can hope is that it'll be epic oh, yeah. if it ever happens. It's gonna be super epic, dude. Uh, go off, Winston. Oh my God, Winston! Put Winston in your room, bro. He's in a room, man. He's in the living room. Put him in your room, <laughs> so he can't bark out the window. All right, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll call him in. Winston. Brett's dog Winston seems to know exactly when we were going to record. I literally can't get out from this clutter of <laughs> headphones that I've immersed myself in. Winston loves oh, to steal the show. Typical fucking dog. Center of attention. He can't handle that Brett is looking at a microphone instead of him. Let's hear Brett admonish Winston for a second. Hey, you're chilling with me. Oh, he's being ruthless. Want to go to bed? Oh my god, he's hitting him. Uh, uh, easy with the computer. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I did that right into the mic. Oh god, he hit the he hit the computer. A oh, little Winsty. What a cute pooch. Winston is a little chocolate lab old man. He's adorable. Yep. Yeah, no, I was completely silent the whole time you were gone. Uh, yeah, I I bet so. I bet. Mm-hmm. You were like not really saying anything mean or anything that would I'd catch later in editing that would maybe like hurt my feelings or anything. No, no. Oh shit, you're editing this episode? Yes, I am. I'll edit. 
We can avoid that whole thing. Now my dog's fucking. <laughs> what, what, what? No, you don't need to. No, come on. It's okay. No. Uh, I said I edit this one. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're getting better and better every episode, guys. <laughs> oh, Winston's like smelling your hair. He's licking. He's li- licking my hair right now. How old is he? He looks like a little old guy. He is. Uh, unknown age. I'd I'd put him around eight years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's got little the little salt and pepper whiskers. Yeah, he yeah. looks a little distinguished. You know what though? He pulls him off. Pulls it off Dude, real well. He's he's a pretty sexy dog. I mean, if we're gonna talk about sexy dogs, then Winston's got to be in the count there. Yeah, Winston. Winston's definitely an eight or. He's nine. a nice. He's a nice chocolate lab. Ooh. You know. He's got he's, he's got this chocolate. nice healthy tail. He's got this <laughs> nice greasy fur. <laughs> Ooh, y'all don't he doesn't bathe at all. He's nah. got that he's all got a natural. nice little, like yeah, base layer of stink. <laughs> just like my dog. My dog when I brush him, he's noticeably like there's less shit on my hands after I pet him after I just give him a quick brushing. Like I haven't bathed Bo in probably 10 years. I mean, he's not that sneaky. He's uh, just grimy. A brush will do it, you know. I got my mom a little like glove brush. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got her that for Christmas. We tried it out a couple times. It isn't great, but you know, it's fun. He has no idea what's going on. He's very confused each time he gets, you know, brushed by it. (laughs) Yeah, I think with his type of fur, you need something like the Furminator, like a really fine tooth comb or something because yeah that brush doesn't work on bow at all like that brush is for like golden retrievers and like dogs with like really <laughs> fluffy hair yeah well we we got the fine brush as well you yeah, know we, you gotta, we we got all our bases covered gotta ferminate that dog uh so why don't you introduce this episode lucas uh all right well i don't really have anything prepared uh, but yeah, what's that's... up everyone <laughs> and welcome to another episode of earbuds the podcast where two buds talk about one album, two buds, one album, mm. for a while, for like a while, and hash it out. We talk about what we liked, what we didn't like about it. We are the odd couple of podcasts or the pod couple of oddcasts. <laughs> we are your hosts, Lucas, that's me, and my bud, Brett Danger Hanrahan, that's you. What's going on, Brett? You know, nothing, nothing much, Lucas. I'm glad that you added my proper middle name in there. Danger. It's gotten me into a lot of trouble. Uh, everyone thinks I'm an undercover agent. I've had to do some missions, uh, but it's all just miscommunication. Yeah, when you get pulled over, the cops are like, your middle name is Danger? They're like, we've been looking for you, Danger. Yeah, and then they they have me get some Russian intelligence, and I have to... Uh, you know, seduce this girl to get uh, info about her boss and, you know, all that stuff. You got a honey dick a girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just like the typical stuff. <laughs> I, n- I didn't take you for a, a honey pot, but I see it now. I mean, you can... It, when I got my hair spiked up like this, and I got my my, my pits deodorized like this, there there's no girl I can't entrance. What are we talking about today, Brett? I'll tell you what, what album we're talking are about we talking today. About? Yeah, please tell me, because I don't know. We're going two for two. Austin Locals, baby. 
Oh, geez. Two episodes in a row. This is the Bright Light Social Hour. Broken on, social scene. This is the bro, Bright Light Broken Social Scene. This is the... the uh, uh, what's the other brand that I kept confusing these guys with? Uh, not Broken Social Scene. Is it uh, like... Uh, uh, Please guess it. I'm sure you'll get it. Oh, my God. Mr. Blue Sky... The band that, that Feist came from. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not broken social scene. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Bright Light Social Hour. Their, their self-titled debut album? Their self-titled debut album. I think they'd released maybe some independent things, some demos before, but this is their first big release. Uh, I was thinking of Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ELO. Classic. Uh, I don't think I've heard one song by them. Bright Light Social Hour on the album Bright Light Social Hour. This is the album that I brought to you, Lucas. Yeah, this is your fault. This is all my doing, and I'm proud of it. I love this album. I'll listen to this album when I'm like kind of at a low place, because it always kind of gets me back on a on a like a lighter note. It, it kind of brings me up, you know? It's a, it's a pretty happy record, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like a, like a, you know, little miss. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine or anything like that. But sure. the, uh, I whip my hair is, back and forth with my hair back and forth. <laughs> it's, it's vibrant, energetic. It's, it's hoppy. It's dancey. It's uppity. Uh, but it's also jamming. This music is jam music. Dude, um, yeah, musicianship to the nines on this record. For sure. For sure. These guys, uh, I, I believe they consist of, you know, drums, bass, guitar, and a keyboardist. Uh, I believe the guitarist is the main vocalist, but they all kind of take turns. And they're all um, just, like, amazing at their instrument. Yeah, individually... They are, it's, it's crazy. The, the, how talented each, each individual person is in this band. Like the singer's voice is, it's crazy. I mean, he, he can do five different styles of like rock and roll vocals. (laughs) He's got range, man. He's got so much range and the, the drums dude are so fucking juiced on this. Like there are some songs that I liked only because of the drums. They're so fucking good. <laughs> I my I love my drummer, man. He's I think he's another one of those guys that can stay back when he needs it, but he can bring the thunder when his it's his fills. time to shine. His fills, dude, are are like next oh. level. Shit that you would not expect to hear either, like in these certain types of songs, because like we'll get into it, but this album is all over the place with their Every song is different, a different style of rock and roll. Yeah, I I think this is a very, uh, I think they're they're kind of a jam band at this point. I feel like every other song, I think every other song is like kind of instrumental or at least like more music focused, mm-hmm. less traditional. I would uh, say those are my favorites too. Yeah, those kind yeah. of songs that go off and uh it, they just kind of get delve deep into the music 
dude. Bare hands, bare feet. Bare hands, oh, bare dude. feet. Let's build a city. Let's build a city. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, my brother told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's something like about the singer's voice that it's one of those you can recognize that he he is crazy talented um but i didn't really like his voice that much really yeah i was i i there's something about like and you know like we said like there's a lot of different styles going into this album like they legit like it's crazy i mean they range from like psychedelic parts to like just super blues to disco to like soul mm. to like motown music to fucking yacht rock fucking prog rock <laughs> like jam rock they're all over the place on this album and his voice definitely works really well for some of these styles but it's one of the, it's first of all blues is a really hard sell for me and there's a lot of what i would consider like there's a blues ba- backbone to this whole record, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so bluesy vocals and bluesy guitar is a really hard sell for me. And blue eyed blues or whatever you want to call it, white boy blues or whatever, like <laughs> is an even harder sell. There are some bands that are like really popular in Austin that are this style where they kind of blend blues and rock and it's, and it's white dudes playing it. Yeah. And there's just something about it that, rubs me the wrong way it's like i'm sure how some people saw elvis like when elvis was getting really big i'm just like dude like blue-eyed soul and blue-eyed blues for me just kind of like fall flat a little bit so like the singer of this band is crazy crazy good but i'm just being a, a bit of a hater and a little bit picky and just like didn't really like his voice despite me thinking goddamn this guy's got a fucking voice Man, that's that's tough to hear because I like I love this guy. He's got a nice, like clean vocal, but he can kind of dirty it up when he needs to. He's got that range. Mm-hmm. He can yeah, kind of fit these different styles, and you know the. I feel like the most blues track on here is probably Detroit, right? Where's like uh, for sure. You know, I need your love. And yeah, great song. I thought, I thought that was fantastic. I think the year that came out, uh, which was like either 2009 or 2010, I believe it won like song of the year by an Austin, like Austin song of the year. That I believe that, that it, I mean, it is a great song, but it's basically like trying to write a bill withers song. Mm. <laughs> Essentially is what they're, what they're going for, which I dig it. I mean, it's called Detroit, you know, like they're, they're trying to capture a mood. So I get that, like, and I liked that song. And again, like, definitely on that song, his voice is, it's crazy. His voice is crazy good. I just, like, if I heard it in another context, I'd love it. Mm. But this this song, like, or this album, like, they really, like, they, they're all over the place. Like, they play so many different types of music on this album, but they play it all really, really well. I think so as well. I think they, I don't think they like took a style and they're like, all right, for this song, we're going to do like a disco type thing. 
and you know we're just going to copy all our favorite artists like they definitely infused a lot of themselves into these different styles of songs so much that you could hear one of their songs and you could tell it was them near immediately you know i don't think they they were like ripping ripping anyone off and just like calling it a day no none of it felt like a ripoff all of it felt like an homage Mm. it all felt like like i mean you go from the first song shanty and that one's like it reminds me so much of weirdly enough sturgill simpson this whole this whole record weirdly enough like all i could think was sturgill simpson the whole time i was listening to this album (laughs) and it's so like i don't the connection is very loose but it's just like oh this sounds like sturgill would play this song and then the next song plays i'm like oh this sound yeah i could hear sturgill doing this you know i've never heard sturgill simpson man oh shit okay well yeah i mean he's kind of hard to describe because he started out as like kind of outlaw country like trying to do like throwback like 70s i think he gets compared to merle haggard a lot like even with the way that he sings like his voice is very reminiscent of merle haggard but yeah man he like i got into him when he came out with an album called like the meta modern physics of country music i think is what it was called and it was like (laughs) a psychedelic country record and and he involved he like incorporated like cool like southern a little bit of southern rock and like outlaw country stuff like and then his next album was with the dap kings and it was like a soul record and then (laughs) the album after that kind of went back to country but incorporated more rock and roll and like almost i think he almost had like a like a hard rock song on like the the third album after i got into him and yeah so like it was it's weird like i hear Sturgill's entire career trajectory on this one album of Bright Light Soul Shower. Like that's how like they are just so um varied in like all of their influences and it's it's cool hearing it all come together and it all did sound like an homage. Like more than anything else it was just like, "Oh, this song must be a direct homage to one band that I don't probably know very well." And like, "Oh, this seems like a direct homage to Bill Withers and this seems like a direct homage to like I heard like reggae on this album too. Really? Yeah, yeah. La 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 piedra. La where is it? La piedra. La piedra de, de la iguana. iguana. Yeah, the lizard rock or the rock of the lizard. Right. Um, dude, yeah, that album had like major uh, reggae vibes. Major. It did kind of have that echoey. Yeah, and just thing the, going on through the, whole the thing. bass and the drums, like the like, and the, yeah, very, like, deep bass also, like, which is very, very country, or very country, very reggae. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, like, my journey through this album was very confusing emotionally. <laughs> What I'd like to get your first impressions on this album. Like what, when you first listened to this thing all the way through, what, well, like, what were you thinking? Well, you remember when you first listened to circle of demons? Yes. And you were like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Like the yeah. way that this album opened, like with Shanty, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But then by the time I got to the end of the record, there were so many there were so many individual moments. Like I might not have liked each song, 
but there were so many like moments that I loved in this on this record, like loved it, and and a lot of it were were the keyboards, like Ugh. everything that the keys were doing were just like oh, yeah. just yeah, dude, like so choice and and just perfect, and the production like you know like super tone bone on this record, mm-hmm. and and. They- it, Sorry, they were, they were really good at uh, putting like the main instrument forward, like t- different times throughout even the same song. Like, you yes, the keyboards up front, if they needed their time to shine, you know, they're really good about that. And then bass would get turned up whenever the bass needed to get a little punchier. Oh, and... yeah. And that oh, that bass is I mean, they're all amazing musicians again. He's but, sick. Oh, he's got some of the juiciest stuff on here, man. There is one bass line that I didn't even believe that a human was playing it. Was it the uh, the last song where he kind of yeah, starts yeah, out? Yeah, the rhubarb jam, dude. Yeah, 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 it's it's it doesn't sound it sounds flawless, and it's so <laughs> fast, and it it's almost so, sounds like a fretless bass or something. It's very clean. Yeah, it's, it's very smooth and clean. Really nice. Yeah, but yeah, I think the keyboards and the drums just really fucking. I loved it, dude. I loved the drums on this, and I was thinking as a, as I was listening through it. The first time and the second time and the third time. So I each was, time. So each time. <laughs> you could, to put it. You could just say that next to time. To put it in a way. Um, you know, if you want to shorten it, if you want to make a long story short, I'd make a long story long. Yeah, uh, sure. I I was like, fucking Brett. Of course he would pick an album that like, he probably only likes this record because of the fucking drums. <laughs> Pushing drum porn on me. I'm always... Man, I've found that all my favorite bands just happen to have like the most pushed forward great drums on them, man. Crazy drums on this record. Like shit that yeah, he played stuff that I would not expect drums on a album like this to play. Like straight up. Like he uh and we can get into these fucking choice nugs, man. Like my, la la piedra de la iguana is one of my choice nugs. Really? I okay. loved this song like and the the drums and the bass really like the drums bass and the keyboards the those three things like are what make this song like the vocals are great cool kind of distorted like reverb vocals and stuff but the drums mm-hmm. and bass and keys whatever that fucking electric I think it's an electric organ that he's playing on this song yeah that's what it sounds like Ooh, man so like it's Oh, dude. It's the, it, it's it, so juicy. They have a way of filling out the space on any song with just uh, these, you know, these just these four guys playing these four instruments. It's just four guys? I I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, cuz I have the CD and it's just got the four of them posing with a pineapple on it. <laughs> Man, oh, the album cover on on a uh, Spotify is way different. No, yeah, it's the inside cover. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I'm always so impressed when I, I find out that a band is three or four people. I'm just like, y'all just three or four of you guys can make this much noise. I, and I love how, uh, Piedra kind of, uh, builds up, right. Kind of, uh, near the end where it starts off as this kind of reggae song mm-hmm. and the vocals, like it's one of those songs where the vocals happen for the first minute or so. Uh, and then the the band just goes wild with it, and oh, these drums start kicking in, 
dude and the drums the, the whole song man the the guitar is having you know having his day in the sun <laughs> the yeah he's just the guitarist had the the easiest job the whole song he, he did a strum just, what key is it all right let's go yeah, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah it ends with that fucking it ends with the solo yeah well it 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 does that solo and it builds up and it builds up and then builds up and then it kind of man you know it calms down and then goes back into the kind of the the original rhythm it was in dude i just forgot i completely forgot about the guitar because the fucking keyboards are just <laughs> commanding dude, my attention the whole song it, you 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 knew as soon as you heard those like organ keys on like song two or three or whatever mm-hmm. like you knew that it, this was gonna be my thing dude yeah now i'm, I'm getting your love for organ like I'm oh, starting dude. to understand it more. I mean, I've always loved organ, but uh, I didn't know that you loved it so much. Oh, dude, it's it's so good and so underutilized in any music, honest, except for like gospel music, I guess. But yeah, you're just a <laughs> you're just a church boy at heart, though. I guess I'm just a dang church boy, dude. You're like, I know Jesus loves me. He loves me quite a lot. I know Jesus <laughs> loves me. Turning water into wine. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> that was my favorite hymn. Those at two. Church. I know Jesus loves me. He loved me long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I got the good Lord is going down on me. Yeah, I did have to, you know, a lot of times during church mid lesson, I have to go up and just sing my soul out and, you know, turn my like big burly man gospel voice on. Put on your best uh, all-white Steve Harvey suit. <laughs> Fucking six-button And then just coat. go up and... Amen! Amen! Hallelujah! Tambourine in one hand, or, organ playing yeah. the other. You know, kind of collapse on the floor. Someone puts a jacket over me, you know. and Someone puts something in your mouth so you don't choke on your tongue. Yeah, exactly. I think you're having seizures at church. Is that what that is? Yeah. Because it happens at home a lot as well. I was warning you about that. <laughs> but only when you listen to gospel music. Yeah, it's weird. Did you ever hear about that shit in the 90s where people were... <laughs> apparent? I don't know if it was people, but apparently this one person was having seizures um, during Entertainment Tonight or Entertainment Weekly TV show because of this lady's voice. Because of the host's voice. No. Yeah, apparently this... like the there's something about this lady's voice that was giving this one woman seizures when she was watching her show. Like she would wake up and be like, what the fuck? And they're like, Oh, Mary so-and-so was just on TV. And every time she's on TV, you have a seizure. That's so weird. Fucking crazy. Seinfeld made fun of it. That's the only reason I know. Cause I looked into it after that. <laughs> like Kramer starts flailing around after like some woman is on TV. <laughs> Which is now I think about it, it's so horrible because he made like the most ridiculous clownish seizure. Well, uh, I mean, kind of just cringy. any Kramer movement is pretty uh, a pretty clownish seizure. God damn, that could not be a better way to describe Kramer. <laughs> just imagine a clownish seizure walking into your apartment. And then that's yeah, that's about it. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> so let, let, let's talk about your second nug. Oh, okay. Yeah, La Piedra de la Iguana, definitely. It's so hard for me to say Piedra, La Piedra. Um, 
Pieta. I love that one. I loved that one. And yeah, very reggae. It reminded me of Pepper, um, a reggae band that I like a lot. But the second one is Back and Forth. <laughs> oh, dude. My my nugs were uh, Rhubarb, Rhubarb Jam, Rhubarb Jam, and Back mm-hmm. and Forth. That was Back and Forth was the first song I'd ever heard by Bright Light Social Hour. Uh, and it's just such a dancey groovy it's a disco like, song it's a disco song man straight up and that that uh that guitar riff yeah the vocals kind of mimicking the guitar part oh yeah dude it, the it, fucking like, warlitzer electric piano or whatever the fuck he's playing like it yeah, is so it's just so awesome. like mm. And then, you know, of course, the bass is doing that, doing, you know, just that Uh, funky, like, slap, slap. Yeah, it's just textbook disco, and then it fucking busts out into this, like, awesome Mars Volta-esque, like, pre-chorus. Yeah, and the drums, like, yeah, he's either doing double bass or toms and crazy, like, open... Uh, symbols, but it's like like in the middle of a fucking disco song, and when that when those that's what I mean like moments, like little moments like that happen throughout this whole whole record, and that five second ten second moment in this song is what made it one of my choice nugs. Wow, that was that big of a moment, dude. I had never heard anything. A, I I hadn't heard a drum part and a and a section like that in any song before. Like I know that it's done in many ways, but yeah. I never heard that. That was like one of the coolest I mean, things I've ever heard. It's, you know, I still, I, I've tried to like look up videos of what he's doing and it's kind of hard to tell with, you know, these kind of low quality videos and mm-hmm. I have like some theories, but like, I still couldn't tell you what he does in that part, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something Dude, with the Toms, but it's, Incredible. Baby, oh baby. Oh, yeah. Baby, oh baby. And then they open it back up. They just like switch on a dime, you know? And then they they do like the little RX bandits, like little kick bass thing, and they have the little oohs and ahs going on, like really like that high pitched. Dude. Yeah, what is it? Falsetto? Man. Uh, this is, but I don't like that part. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the the part that the singer sings on that part. I got really? to ride away. My sister says I over it. Like, oh, there's something, I love that part, dude. There's something. Do you recognize I got that it's a cheesy? Who says he got the right away? <laughs> Do you recognize that it's a it's cheesy though? At least because I don't blame sure, you for loving it. Sure, but I mean. A lot of the, I I feel like this record could be very cheesy. Detroit could be a very cheesy blues song. For, yes, for sure. Bare hands, bare feet is like a very cheesy, maybe even like a party song. I love right? that song though. That was a very close choice nug for mine for me. But I think even as cheesy as this record could be, like I'm fully invested and like you're in. I'm fully into it. Like I'm yeah, fully in. into it. I don't you're care like, how. Like, I'm just enjoying it. I'm just there for the ride, man. I'm just loving every second. Of you're it. just you're just dipping or chipping to the, that Velveeta. Oh, 
I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm just cheesy all over. Just throw me into a pack of chips. Call me nachos, man. <laughs> Dude, fucking pour some Rotel on me and fucking call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, back and forth is like, oh man, that song is so fucking cool. And that's another one, like all the songs that I like, all the stuff that I like, I liked it more and more as I was going through that. Mm. Like as, as I listened to it again. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, Bare Hands, Bare Feet, the first time I heard it, I hated it. <laughs> Second time I heard it, I was like, this is kind of awesome. And by the third time, I was, like, cooking dinner last night. Bare Hands, Bare Feet. Bare yeah, Hands, Bare Feet. That, uh, I'd say probably my least favorite bit of, like, production on this album is when that when that song comes in. And it's just that snare. And it just doesn't mm. really sound that great. You know, it's, it's a little tinny. It's, it's like, it's got some of this dullness to it or something Mm. like, Uh, uh, like Christian rock, (laughs) like Christian rock. Like Like, I, I realized that that's a, that's a production style, Christian rock music. That's some, it's something very specific to Christian rock music that it's like the drums are subdued. The bass is subdued. The guitar is subdued. And the loudest thing is the vocals. And it's just like, hey, we're playing rock, but we're like, hey, we're not loud. We're respectful still. I guess I wouldn't know. You never heard like Jars of Clay or DC Talk? or Oh, man. You know? I, like, the closest I have is Flyleaf. I didn't even realize <laughs> they were Christian. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's what everyone tells me. I, I look into their songs. I'm like, I guess I could see it. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, I get that. Well, you listen to Reliant K. <laughs> Who didn't listen to Reliant K? I called them Reliant. Yeah, Reliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're the best Christian. I mean, outside of Christian metal, which is some of well, the best metal. Let's not forget. Let's not forget Creed. Uh, uh, they were just Christians in a band. They weren't Christian band. What's they the made, difference? They made that distinction long ago. Yeah, sure, but hey, man, Scott Stapp has struggled with this. <laughs> <laughs> he is struggling right now because people keep calling him Christian Rock. Well, dude, something about the singer's voice on this too reminds me a lot of I don't know if you ever listened to Ghostland Reservatory. I've heard a couple of their stuff. Yeah, they there's something um, very Ghostlandish reminds me. I think the guy, the singer's name's Aaron Barrett. He he had another band called The Midnight Stroll that was really fucking good. But yeah, mm-hmm. something in the a little his little high pitched nasal, almost kind of whiny, where he goes like yeah. At the end of stuff, like especially in back and forth, yeah. it's it's very like. Well, you know, they were. I'm sure they were playing shows around the same time. Yeah, 2010. Know? That's when like Ghostland was massive. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, and you yeah. you know they're they're also an Austin band. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's... I'm sure they were they they were, you know, seeing each other around, you know, influencing each other. Yeah, I think if you like. This band, we can get into that at the end, but I, I can name a few others in town that I think you would dig if you dig this. Um, especially if you dig like <clears throat> the more funky stuff, like uh, Shanty, mm. Back and Forth, Detroit, um, you know, the more soul funky stuff. Like, there's a few bands I can suggest, local bands that uh, that you would dig. This seems to be a popular genre in Austin, like funk soul music. Yeah, I mean, I've I've really only seen. The punk side, because of Burn Band sure. and like the just the average blues and also EDM 
rave side. Oh, you, I haven't seen the rave side. Uh, where's where's the rave side hangout? Where's where's rave side at, Austin? It was at the back of our venues where we were playing, dude. You remember White Swan? You remember how they would always they'd have like the back room and everyone would be passing through our little show to go to the back so they could go to that little rave that was like a five by five foot square. Oh, you mean the uh, you mean Swan Dive? Swan Dive, that's it. Yeah, yeah. White Swan, I think, is in Houston. I always get him confused. Really shitty venue in Houston. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure it's dead in the water. Um, yeah, I remember Swan Dive, but that, I wouldn't call that rave. That they were playing fucking booty popping. They were playing stripper music. That was a that's a dance club, Brett. That's that's a dance know. club. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I don't know with all your Daft Punks. They weren't ever your... playing Daft Punk. They were playing Drake and fucking Lil Jon and Future. And it was a great oh. place to go outside and smoke a joint after you got done playing a show. Okay. I think that's that was what was going to be the future of Austin, honestly. Uh, What, dance parties? Like uh, dance clubs? So it's like every venue just turns into a dance club. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's where the money's at, dude. We're playing a rock show yeah. inside Swan Dive. We go and, you know, there's maybe 20 people, 30 people in there. Um, sometimes more, but, you know, on average. And then you go out to the back and you're like, this is where everyone's at. Yeah. And everyone everyone goes through Swan Dive because it's cheaper to go into the other bar that also connects to the yard that's behind. <laughs> so they just go through Swan Dive. They pay our dumbass $5, you know, cover. Yeah. And then they get to hang out uh, at a dance club for the rest of the night. Yeah, and it was even it was happening a lot at uh, where Red Seven used to be. I forgot. Oh, yeah. what they I've only heard of Red Seven. It. I never went. Uh, and they were like, you know, it just makes sense for the venue person. You just pay this one person, you know, a, a lump of money or whatever. They get hundreds of a people. A lump in. of money. <laughs> or you could pay like four or five of these people who all get to set up their instruments. And like you'll get like twenty yeah. people in there. Yeah, I've thought about being a starting trying to be a DJ, but I would. Oh, dude! I think we all have. I think we've yeah. all seen it. We've seen the guy up there, and he's just like doing this, playing, you know, one one night by Drake, and it's just like, man, that guy's getting so much money in babes. I don't know if he's <laughs> getting babes. Um, he's getting such babes, dude. Dude, that guy. <laughs> he's getting so much sliz. He's getting so much. T- Dang it! I was gonna say slits. <laughs> you were. Yeah. I haven't used that word in so long. That's so weird that you're gonna say the same thing. <laughs> it's my it's my go to. That's fucking hilarious, uh, dude. Yeah, I've really I only wanted to. I've only ever wanted to be a DJ because um, I've always had this dream of like owning a, my own store of some sort. It can be whatever, mostly coffee shop, just because I want to be able to play my own music. Like I want to go, like I love going to coffee shops and I love part of the thing of coffee shops is music. Like that's part of the coffee shop, like experience. But I've always thought like, dude, I would be playing such good fucking music right now if I owned a coffee shop. And like, so it's like, I've, I've only wanted to ever just like, push my music onto people and make them have to listen to it if they're <laughs> here if they're at my place so like dj it, was just a natural progression of that idea was it was it just something like death metal pizza where you just kind of play like this genre of music all day or would it just be all all over the place no dude it's just lucas pizza it is yeah 100 percent. it's like it's uh it would be like 
I'd call it like potpourri or like, you know, something that's like, it's cause I play, that's what people don't like playlists that I make. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like I've had friends like, you know, not complain, but just kind of like say like, Hey man, can we like stick with one vibe or something? Like, cause I'll, I'll just open my Spotify and I'll just play. Like I have a, pl- I have several playlists of like thousands and thousands of songs and I'll just put it on random. Mm. And so it'll go from hip hop to country to, to EDM to fucking rack rack and rop and all that shit. And then it's like all the classic genres. Yeah. Rack rop. Um, and I, that's how I like listening to music. So I, I, I think if I was a DJ, people would hate me because I would play, I'd play a Drake song. Yeah. But then immediately afterwards, I'd probably play a Sturgill Simpson song. <laughs> And I'd be vibing I, like a motherfucker. I think you would. I think you would be the core demographic of your music. I think that's the problem with this Choice Nugs Radio, like little radio show I tried doing. Is like I realize as I'm going through an episode of a show, like a playlist that I made, I'm like, this is so all over the place. I think I'm the only one that enjoys this. So I wouldn't do well as a DJ. I definitely wouldn't get any slizz. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, we'll talk about the slits, but let, I don't know, man. Like, I, I haven't been able to listen to any of your uh, Narnugs Radio episodes because it's for Spotify Premium or whatever. Yeah. But, like, if you just, like, get these songs, like, give them a theme or something. You I've, know, give it a, yeah. a more cohesive thing. Maybe more people will be into it. So, I'm pretty much, yeah, I think you're right. And I've thought about that, too. Like, this is my hip-hop playlist. This is my indie playlist, et cetera, et cetera. Or just even, like things to chill and do homework to or like beach vibes or like skate sure. skate yeah but that's the tunes. thing like i skate to country and then hip-hop and then punk and then rock and then rap and you know like i i would have a theme it's like what i said with like stoner culture like to me everything is stoner culture because i enjoy everything so like the things I enjoy are part of what I like to do when I smoke. So like, I like listening to music. Like if I'm going to go relax, I might listen to fucking Meshuga. <laughs> and then I might immediately afterwards put on a reggae song, you know, and just like let things play. And so, but what I have thought about doing is like making blocks. Like I'm not doing this radio show anymore. I decided that I'm done with it. Oh, dang. Um, and a lot of it honestly has to do with the platform. It's, it's terrible. So I kind of decided on Sunday when I woke up, cause I did these on Sunday, I decided to just move on from it. Like I'm not going to do it anymore, but I'm going to make, I'm going to continue making these playlists and that's going to be, okay. that's going to be my radio show is like choice Nugs radio episode seven. Here's the playlist. And it's like, you know, so it's kind of like a, a, a workaround. Like I'm still kind of doing it, but I'm not hosting a show anymore. And, right. um, so I have a new one that I'm going to, I'm actually going to post it today. Um, but I decided on this one, and I think this is my sixth or seventh one. I'm finally realizing like, maybe I can just have blocks. So like, if I'm going to have a hip hop song, maybe I'll follow it. I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to create flow basically not blocks. Like I was going to do blocks. Um, and I'm, I'm a little like misremembering now, but I'm going to do flows now. So if I have a hip hop song, maybe if there's an electronic song later on in a playlist that I want to have it, I'll follow it up after the hip hop one. So it kind of more seamlessly goes into that. 
it's a bit more flowy than just random shuffle. Exactly. So that's what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and create a flow. I'm going to try and put thought into it. Cause before I was just throwing songs into a playlist and just being like, that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, maybe that'll get me some sliz, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope, uh, you were saying that rhubarb jam was your, your other choice. Rhubarb nug? Jam is my second choice. Nug. He, you know, it's it's the finisher of the album and finisher, it's finisher. The the for the first couple of years that I was listening to this album, I always thought it should have just ended at Garden of the Gods, because it's it's like a nine and a half minute song. It's epic, and it's it's very epic. And the ending is just a huge build up to the end, and it's just kind of a, you know, it's it's a very uh, satisfying finisher. And then Rhubarb Jan comes in, and it's like, well, I okay, I thought we were finished with this, but uh, lately, since listening to it, I felt like it actually might be a continuation of the last song. You know? it, uh, and, that's what uh, I thought it was. I had to look at my phone to, to see if the song had changed or not, because I was like, god yeah. damn, this song is still going. It's a very electric, exploding way to end the album. Crazy drums. With, oh yeah, crazy drums. I mean, the bass with the... With that clean, like, I don't know how he plays it. How that, is he doing that? that? Clean. <laughs> and then you hear that, oh, dude, dude, please. Just <laughs> the tiniest things, right? Right. How the bass is doing this riff. And then you just hear, like, the reverb of the organ. Mm-hmm. You just hear it. <sighs> and then it blasts into all the music. Oh, it's so hype, dude. Yeah, this is such Everyone a cool Everyone comes way. in. The bass is such oh. a cool way to start a song. It's And I would hate to say that that's an arpeggio, because in this instance, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going like... I can't even do it as quickly with my fucking mouth as he does with his hands. I mean, it, the dude must have eight fingers on each hand right? like golem fingers just fucking like <laughs> super long he's got six knuckles on each fucking finger yeah i i mean ugh. and then it you know the the and then the the organ kind of starts matching what the bass is doing it kind of goes very 70s gets into this psychedelic part and there's just like and then it like kind of calms down into this groovy, just like bass and drums, dude, booty, yep. And I just think there are so many cool parts to this song, and it's such a, just a such a beautiful way to end the album. Uh, just kind yeah. of each of them showing off what they got. They each kind of get little solos in the song. Yeah, drummer and, fucking going off like double bass, fucking the whole time until they oh, yeah. until they get into that breakdown that almost sounds like a like a fucking shot a song or like fucking <laughs> even like if you want to put it in like rock context like chicago or steely dan or something just like this white white boy funk yeah and 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 then at the very end they all kind of come together on these last hits bam 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 you know and then the, the end of the song bam 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 yeah. And that's and then, you know, that's the end of the album. And I thought I wrote down in my notes, that is how you end a song. That's that's how you end a song. That's how you end an album, man. 
such such a good oh i love it i love the way these songs flow into each other you know yeah because there'll be there'll be times when it'll be seamless and you won't even know that you went to the other song like between uh bare hands bare feet and la piedra right yeah between uh back and forth and men of the sea yeah and you know men of the earth is basically like an interlude into back and forth right then oh, back and forth and i didn't, i just noticed it's... men of the earth men of the sea yeah no there's a, like uh if i were a smarter man i might be able to like figure out if if this is a little bit of a loose based concept album now that you say it it kind of seems like it because in in bare hands bare feet they're like let's build a city yeah. right and then in garden of the gods which is the last vocal song they're talking about like we'll see you out another city got falls into mm. the sea sing it baby oh uh, we'll see you out. i love the vocals on this album man yeah uh, he's he's crazy talented but I would say that the the lyrics throughout this album aren't really so impressive, you know. They're a little like, Velveeta cheese. <laughs> it's it, it it doesn't seem like they're trying to make a huge message or anything, uh, and it, it, there's not really much to attach to uh, lyric wise. But I think it gets a job done. I think they've shown throughout the album that vocals might be like lyrics might be the last priority in their music. Sure. You know? Uh, and I think that's fine for like a, for a jam band like this. Yeah. I think, I think it's cool that like they didn't feel the need to have vocals on every song too. Like, yeah, that does kind of give you even like kind of adds more credence to what you're saying where like maybe vocals and lyrics aren't the top priority in this music. Cause mm-hmm despite how fucking great he is, it's like the, the music stands on its own. Like I could yeah. listen to a whole, I mean, I think bare hands, bare feet, maybe, um, Detroit, like maybe those types of songs, like benefit a lot from the vocals. But I think a lot of these songs could be all instrumental, like where they're, you know, there are some that have vocals on it that I'm like, I could listen to this without vocals and enjoy it just as much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but he definitely like, I mean, they bare hands, bare feet is like, like you said, it's like a bar. It's like, a f- it's, it's kind of a, kind of a party bar, get together song. Everyone come on stage. Everyone, you know, sing out this chorus. Yeah. Really you know, fun. Everyone, man. And it, it seems like on, uh, bare hands, bare feet and shanty, like the member of the, of the band are having so much fun just singing these vocals. You know, yeah, bare hands, bare feet sounds fun. Like I want to see that live just so I can sing along. Oh yeah, and I love, uh, bare hands, bare feet. I do love the uh, what the like the bass and guitar are doing on, uh, you know, let's build a city. But it damp down. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such a small like palm muted thing, but it's it's just so like, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man, it's yeah. They, they, they have, that's what I mean. Like there's so many of those little, those little things that they did, those little decisions that they made, those little additions that they put onto some of these songs that it's just like, they won me over with, with those things. 
Yeah, I feel I feel like if they released an instrumental version of this album, we would be able to have even honestly more of appreciation for it. You know, all these little things that I'm sure they squeak in there that we don't, you know, we don't even notice. I think there's probably a lot of auxiliary percussion that I I don't pick up on as like the song is playing out. But like listening to Bare Hands Bare Feet right now, like I think there's auxiliary percussion going on like during the verses where it's just like the drummer playing the snare and kind of like doing that little marchy like it sounds like there's other things going on and I don't know what they are so yeah I bet you're right like I bet getting things isolated like that like would we would pick up on so many little things like there's stuff like like on Garden of the Gods and Rhubarb Jam even on bare, bare Hands Bare Feet there's a lot of like the keyboard work reminds me a lot of like RX Bandits and I don't know if it's because they use the same type of synth organ in a lot of like the songs on resignation like like those little like keyboard moments on resignation like the 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 sound whatever fucking like sound he's using on his keyboard like reminds me so much of that so it's just like on the second and third listen i was just like oh this kind of reminds me of like some of the arcs bandit songs i'm just like i like this more for some reason now <laughs> huh the, the, suddenly my appreciation for this album has risen in, in insanely yeah i and i can't quite pinpoint why I've completely turned around on this whole record <laughs> i was worried though that i was going to come into this not liking the record at all man it's it's so weird i i for sure thought you were going to enjoy this a lot more than the pup album oh uh, but then at like after you kind of took your initial listens and we were talking a little about it, I was like, Oh, uh Oh <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was very like cognizant about not wanting to give away too much whenever like we were, I was like messaging you while I was listening to the album because that was my first time listening to it. So like, I didn't feel bad about sending you like, what the fuck am I listening to? Are you kidding me? Winston? Winston be good. You've been doing You're so not, good. He's looking out the door. Winston, Jesus what? Christ. There's nothing out there, man. Winston. Well, uh, but yeah, I didn't want to give too much away because that was my first time listening to it. And like I said, I didn't like it the first time. So I was like, mm. let me only, I only sent you things that I thought could be perceived as, as positive. And if not positive, at least neutral. You only sent me two messages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I said, what was, the fuck I'm is listening this? to the album. <laughs> No. Okay. No, I definitely sent you three then because I didn't, I say like, cause I remember saying, all right, I'm listening to the record. And then I said, what the fuck am I listening to? And then I think another one was like, dude, these drums or like something to that effect. Yeah. You were, you were like, uh, <laughs> you were like, Oh dude, this organ. And, and I'm like, yeah, boy, you know, I got my organ on here. <laughs> and then yeah you were like what the fuck am i listening to and i was like uh oh and then i just said the goods yeah and and yeah and that's when i said oh the goods because i because at that moment i was just like you sure (laughs) but yeah man i'm very glad that i ended up that this ended up growing on me And, and i'm a little surprised that like i didn't i i realized the first time when i was listening to it like and i wasn't liking it i knew i was being picky because like this type of music is a sell 
for me for some reason. Like there's something about his vocal style and the style that they're trying to emulate in a lot of these songs that I'm just like, I'd rather listen to Bill Withers do this than listen to Detroit. Like I'd rather listen to a Boston song than listen to bare hands, bare feet, which I couldn't even pinpoint what exactly they were going for on that song. But to me, it was just seventies like rock. And you know, so like the first time I was listening to it, I'm just like, Oh no, like I really wanted to like this and I had no idea how these guys sounded. And then at the end of it, I was just like, I have to listen to it again. Like I, I knew I was going to anyway, but I'm like, let me listen to this again. And I listened to it the second time and really started liking it a lot more. I started taking more notes and then, yeah, by the third time I was like, dude, this went from like a total fucking dud for me to like, okay, there's a handful of songs on here that I'm going to put on choice songs radio. Yeah. Eventually. Like that's, I think I've said this multiple times, but that's what I love about this little podcast concept that we have, that we have to like, you know, first off, one of us is presenting the album so far. Each of us has presented an album we really like. Yeah. Uh, And so I, I like respect you and your music taste enough to know that like, you're not going to hand me anything garbage, you know? (laughs) Uh, And so like with, with circle of demons with an album that I would like never go and listen to myself I listened to it multiple times and I, I got all the good things that I liked about it, you know, and I kind of pushed away all my, uh, preconceptions of like all my judgmental thoughts, all these things. And I ended up really enjoying the album, you know, at the end. Yeah. And that's one that I was really nervous (laughs) that you weren't going to like it. (laughs) Like it's hard too, because we're going into this, like with a critical mindset, right. Or like I am at least like I'm going into it being like, I want to just, like, that's why I listened to it so many times because like with my album, the day stuff, it's like, this is my first impression. I listened to this album. This is what I thought about it. Like yesterday I listened to Shakira and I hated it. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> uh, but there was, you know, there was still stuff I did like about it, but yeah, it's not one of those things that I'm like, well, let me go back and now let me listen to it with headphones and now let me listen to it on my stereo and now let me listen to it yeah. while I'm not playing, you know, not being distracted or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's hard. Like, I feel like we're going into this to criticize it and to be critical about what we like and don't like, but we also like need to just allow ourselves to just sit back and and enjoy it. And so that's, to me, that's like what these, what those multiple listens do for me. It's like the first time I'm going to be hypercritical because it's my first time hearing it. Sure. Second time I know scared of anything new. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) second time I know what to expect. And then it's just like, now nothing's going to surprise me. And then I was just like, oh, like, you know, so it's, yeah, it is cool. Like, just like with the albums of the day, this podcast is great for that too, because I probably w- wouldn't have listened to that first run the jewels record as weird as that is. Cause I didn't even know it existed somehow. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have listened to this like at all. And it was one that like, yeah, now this is going to like, there are a few that I'm like, dude, this is going to be one of my top songs of this year. Cause I'm going to listen to it a lot and it's going to mm. be on my Spotify year in review. Wow. Like no doubt. I'm glad to hear that, man. And I'm I'm wondering what you'll think about uh their second record, which I I like I don't think I'm not sure it'll be a podcast episode. It might just be something I recommend to you and you have in your folders you do for album the day one day or something. But sure. it's it's kind of a whole different monster. Uh, apparently I've heard the first song because I have it saved. Sweet Madeline. Oh, oh dude, that's my favorite uh bright light song. Okay, um, 
Yeah, so I've, good. I guess I've heard it before because I have it saved. Like it's on my, one of my playlists. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll check that out, dude. I had to change up my album reviews, man. I was getting so sick of the shit I was listening to because <laughs> I, I realized I was fucking like hearing a lot of the same types of music. I'm just like, it's either gonna be psych, indie, hip hop, or that's it. And I was getting so tired of it because I had already heard so much good of each of those genres last year out of the 365 fucking albums I listened to last year. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm all my playlists or all my albums now are Spotify recommended based off of shit I've already listened to. And the whole point of this was to hear stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to. So I'm dip- So that's kind of why you went to Shakira and. 100%, dude. Now I am working off of the 500 greatest albums of all time by Rolling Stone. Oh, God. Well, all right. There's going to be some good and there's going to be some there's, bad. Dude, it, for you, some reason, I don't know. It, this is only based off of when Anthony Fantano did like albums of the decade. But like, I didn't like nearly any of the albums he chose. I don't think you liked nearly any of the albums he chose. No. And I felt kind of the same way about Rolling Stone where it's like, I think all the good stuff I'm going to like is going to be in the 500s and 400s. Right. And then when it gets to 100s, it's all, you know, classic albums of Led Zeppelin and The Who and, you know, all that stuff that you've heard. Yeah. Like the Shakira one was 494 or something. Hmm. So pretty low on the list. But I, I mean, I understand the cultural significance, but outside of that, it was really goofy music. (laughs) but yeah man that's how i started my album reviews remember like it was like best of 2019 best of 2018 and i just took a bunch of albums from those lists and i hated 95 percent of them yeah i remember you telling me about 100 gex you said like all the albums that you actually really enjoyed listening to were recommended to you by friends yeah and people just didn't recommend enough so i started to had i I had to go fucking fend for myself (laughs) dude i'll recommend like 15 albums a day for you Dude, send me that is what my one of my buddies did. Send me a list. I had two oh, people man. send me lists, and, and I've I still need to dip into those. But like Jay would send me stuff all the time. Michael would send me stuff. Andreas and I'm just like this is so helpful. Like, but um, what would you rate this uh, this album, man? I I think I'm gonna rate this album an eight point seven. That's that's pretty high. It's it's pretty high. It's like an a for me i you know again i always listen to it when i need to kind of get back up on my feet every time i finish the album i always feel a lot better you know uh just in general it is a happy great it's it's great stuff to get me back in a good mood and it's great music great musicianship i love the vocals even if the lyrics don't mean much to me uh and it's you know like 40 minutes long it's 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 a relatively short one and you know i I'm, i've never gotten sick of it yet yeah this is um 8.7 so i gotta ask because we've we've rated a few albums now and like i think you gave the adult cost record a seven point something and you said that was a b yeah seven point something is a c where i where i'm from Maybe in your rating system, bud. Yeah, so like an eight is a B, a nine is an A. But where you're from, a well, B is an A. To me, a nine to ten is an S, right? An and S. Then, 
Yeah. The fuck is S? <laughs> well, it's it's like the top tier. It's like the gold standard. It's like, you know, all these tier lists will be S, A, B, C, D. Uh, what are you F. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I? Th- have you not seen any of these tier lists? No, I've never They've heard of S. They've been going around for years. I've never heard okay. of. Okay, wait. So I remember on an, on a one of our episodes too. You said, "Yeah, this is an S tier album," and I didn't yeah. know what the fuck you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the yeah. Galaxy S. <laughs> like that's like the best phone. <laughs> so I was like, Are you comparing it to the. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, is that a thing? As good as my data coverage, bro. Yeah, I'm like, is that like I've never I I was like I assume that was a thing. I didn't know what you were talking about. So, did it's, you get graded like this at school? Nah, it's it's just uh like there's a website called Tier Zoo or a Tier List or something and it has this format where it's the top tier is S for you know, I guess special. It's it's Special a, a section where you put very, very few of your f- most favorite things in S tier. Yeah. So is that like, um, w- what's the history of that? Where does that come? Is that a gaming thing? Is that where that started? Um, from what I remember, it started in like, I mean, it's, it's been around for a while, but it really gained popularity in 2018 or 2019. Uh, I think a lot of people started it with like fast food chains, like they would just rank their their favorite fast food chains and stuff, and then it evolved. And like you go on the website, you'll find a category for nearly anything now. I've done one for the entire My Chemical Romance discography. <laughs> so tier is what yeah, we're, we're talking about. Tiers. T i e r. They're tier lists. S tier, dude. I need to look into that. I okay. So dude. Oh my god, you're going to have so much fun. I've never heard of this. Anytime anyone discovers tier lists, they spend like two or three days just making random tier lists of stuff they love. I gotta send me like a link on where I can go look at a bunch. Oh, for sure, dude, I will. Okay, okay, so that's how uh, you're, you're ranking me, these g- by tier. I, you know, I'm ranking them by number and putting it in a tier. So it's 8.7. Or uh, yeah, I said eight point seven, which is a tier for me. Which is a tier. Okay. So what what is yours? What is what is your ranking of the Bright Light Social Hours? The Bright Light Social Hour. Hmm. Well, I think I'm gonna be lower than you. I think I'm gonna be in the sevens well, yeah. in the seven range. But it would have been probably a five something the first time I heard it. Ooh. And by now. I'm like at a seven point like eight or nine. I'm gonna say seven point eight. Like I, okay. I really, this really really grew on me. It really did. Like I, I liked it. It was, it's goofy in good ways. It, the like there's like it's it's the same as, in the sense like things. It's what I get from Arx Bandits where there's so many little moments that I love. And that really does add up like it for me over time, like going through a whole album and having so many moments where I just have to react. (laughs) That's when that's always killer. Yeah. That's when, you know, like it's good and it's, I don't love every song, but the songs that I, I do like, I like a lot. And, um, like I said, man, I think bare hands, bare feet, 
I think La Piedra and um, Back and Forth, those three songs are going to be played a lot this year. Mm. I'm going to like, that's going to show up on a few lists of mine. That's going to be a, that's going to be on a tier list. My, my boy. Oh, let's go baby. So yeah, I would say B tier 7.8. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. I, that, that, that's it. I, that's, it's a good rating. I'm, I'm glad you liked the album, man. I'm glad you, you had some like, favorite songs yeah you know you put me through a roller coaster curious to see if it ever you know if your opinion ever like changes on it if you ever listen to it in the future i have a feeling that i mean i'd be surprised if i listened to the whole album again anytime soon but i have a feeling Mm -hmm. the more that i do because i I probably will eventually i bet i'm just gonna like it more and more sure um and it is weird man I'm, i'm gonna send you a bunch of sturgill songs after like at some point soon, because I want you to hear what I hear because back and forth to me is the most Sturgill sounding one. And it's a fucking disco song. So Sturgill is a country musician. <laughs> I I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever you send me, man. I like, I I'm really hoping that it sends me to like, I don't know, planet D or C or. Oh man. A. There is no planet B. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. We should review. We should review the uh, Into the Rasnes by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, you've heard of them? Oh, dude, I you didn't know King Gizzy and the Lizzie I'm Wizzy? From Austra- I'm from Australia, dude. Oh, another shrimp on the bobby. That's right. That's Austria. That's what we all say down there. That's Austria. But yeah, dude, I would love to talk about Infest the Rat's Nest by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. That's what it is, dude. What an idea. I've, I've heard this album before and I'm I'm super excited to to give it another listens, man. I can't wait to talk about this. I'm excited to um and full disclosure, I've only heard two songs off of this record. What? And these guys are one of my favorite bands ever. You've never you've never listened to the whole album? I listened to There Is No Planet B and uh Self Immolate. Oh, that's they're two singles. That's that's all I heard. Yeah, yeah dude. I am so I for some reason somehow missed this whole Super album. I, I missed bug. this Yeah, I missed this all of twenty twenty. Somehow did not listen to this. Somehow didn't listen to it immediately after it came out. I was so excited for it. It's supposed to be King Gizzard's like metal album. And yeah. they did one other one called Masters of the Universe, which is a really cool concept record. If you dug Infest the Rat's Nest, I'm sure you'd like that one. Um, he seems to have his like metal voice, which is that there is no planet B. Yeah, that kind of deep, like, guttural, like, like throaty. <laughs> it's so funny, but yeah, I'm really excited, man. I think it's gonna be. I'm I'm psyched to listen to it. I've been putting it off, and I really want to listen to it, so I'm probably gonna do it today. Oh, dude. But so yeah, next episode we'll talk about King Gizzy the Lizzy Wizzy with Infest the Rat's Nest. And what would you what would you rate this episode, bud? You know what? I think with you know we changed up the entire format of how we review these things. We were so nervous, and we were all so nervous. We I actually have a live audience in front of me, Uh, so that that's yeah that's also been nerve wracking. So honestly, I think I'd 
I'd give myself an 8.7 on this one. Damn. If I'm being honest. You know, you know what I'd give you, though? What? 8.8. <sighs> Brett. Yeah. Buddy, I was yeah. about to shit all over you. Oh, it, no, well, it, it, don't let me stop you. Oh, man. Well, you're just so nice. No, just, no, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. No, okay. let's go ahead. Let's start this lore. Let's start the ear enemies war. Okay. Yeah, ear, ear foes. Uh, here it goes. Um, I think I agree with you. This was a new format. It was a new, um, just kind of a shift on what we've been doing up to this point. We realized that we might not be interesting enough to listen to for two hours. So we cut it down yeah. to just an hour and 20 minutes. So, you know, <laughs> again, just uh, kind of putting what our time is pre edit. <laughs> I have a feeling there's so not going to be a that. lot of edits in this episode. But we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think um, I think this is this was a better idea. I think the flow was nicer and everything. And so I would give this episode. Um, I'd give myself my performance. I'd give myself a seven point nine. You know, I'm just trying to be modest. Seven point eight, maybe a little more okay. modest. I'm the most modest. And yeah, but I would give you an eight point nine. Oh wow. You know, oh, thank you. I think you, I think this episode altogether is S tier. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. The sum is That's... greater than the whole or whatever. The, yeah. And I think the, I think it's the sum is equal parts of the parts. Of the s- like the sum is the same as the sum of its parts. Is I think how the same. Yeah. Goes. The sum is the total. Yeah, yeah, because that's what a yeah, that's what a sum is. So, we are S tier, baby, sum tier. <laughs> we next episode infest the rats' nest, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. There is no Lucas will be freshly me. off his his tier list high. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'll present a bunch of tier lists, and there was a whole segment <laughs> that I totally forgot to bring up this episode again. Maybe we'll get into it in the next one. Oh. All right. It's really stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. So stick around for it. All right. We'll see you, buddies. See ya. And we'll end this in three, two, one.